Richie Callender's on the line. Rich, good morning. And there's so many highlights during the Sydney Autumn Carnival, but that's right up there, isn't it? Shelby 66. Oh, I don't think it's challengeable. I think <laughs> clearly the highlight, Ray, there's no doubt about that from, you know, not being getting balloted out, not getting into a highway, then a group one winner. Just mm. incredible. And a credit to Danny, and that's what we need every year. If we could have a, if we could have a fairy tale story like Shelby every year, uh, race should be really on good footing. Yeah, exactly. He's done a great job with that horse. And yesterday, Rich, um, we're going to talk to this gentleman hopefully a little bit after the 8 o'clock news, Cameron Crockett. He's done a remarkable job with Mr. Hustle. Here's a horse who's probably kept a veterinary practice in, in business. With He's had so many issues. There he was yesterday travelling three and four wide and exposed most of the way and still found a way to win. Yeah, look, he's a very good trainer, Cameron. Well, I think we've got a lot of, like I say it every week, a lot of great trainers, but Cameron's certainly uh, a younger trainer making great waves. He's obviously from Racing Royalty, the Crockett mm. family. He knows how to put a saddle on. And, and look, the, the, the way the track played, I don't think it was any disadvantage to cover that little bit of ground. But geez, it was a it was a tough win too. And uh, when, I love when he showed that little turn of foot yeah. that he went bang. And uh, yeah, look, he's going to win a lot more races, Mr. Hustle, when he does things right. And it was a good performance. Yeah, well, Dino, Mr. Hustle, he's endured a fractured pelvis, a, a wind operation and a suspensory ligament injury. And for a lot of horses, one of those would have been enough to basically end their racing careers. And here he was going bigger and better than ever. Mm. Rich, another sensational uh, season for Chris Waller, who smashed through the $40 million prize barrier. Well, prize, prize money. money. Prize money, yeah. Prize mm. money barrier, I should say. Last Thursday, just extraordinary, Rich. Yeah, different if you need it, isn't it, Bulldog? Uh, look, the winner, uh, obviously the Everest... Uh, it, played a big role in that, and then the Melbourne Cup was very elegant. So, look, he, he's done year in, year out. He's mm. certainly, um, I don't need to sing praises. I think his record speaks for himself, but uh, him and his uh, wife, Steph, arrived here, and they're sleeping in a back room, and then to build the empire that he's built. Uh, my old man, which you know for a long time, has been around a little bit long time, and he thinks it's uh, the greatest success story in sport, not just racing. So, I'll 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 uh, I'll to what Kenny thinks. Mm. But yeah, look, uh, incredible what what Chris has done, and you know everyone uh, likes to tear the tall poppy down, and no doubt next year. I wrote last week, Bulldog, in the in the uh, in my RaceNet column on RaceNet that you know Kieran Maher is uh, him and his um, investors have bought a property down now. They're going to build this. They're going to get more quality because Kieran probably hasn't fired in Sydney like he would have liked to. I know he had a winner yesterday. But I think he's going to spend more time up here. He wants to. He wants mm. to make a little challenge against Chris Waller. Yeah, on that theme, then with Kieran Maher and David Eustace, they won with Quintello and La Chevalier yesterday. So they're up in the ante a bit in Sydney. A long way to go to challenge Chris. But is there a challenger to James McDonald's dominance? And even Charlie Duckworth from the Chris Waller stable made mention of of the emerging presence now of Willie Pike in Sydney racing. Rich. Yeah, Willie's obviously a great rider. We know that. Is there a, a, a danger? Look, the, the bonus that James got, he can ride that little bit uh, light. I think Huey Bowman's still one of the great riders I've yeah. ever seen. Mm. But Huey uh, can only ride at 55 and a half, really, and that's when he gets down. I think when Huey sticks to 56 and above, there's no beating him. It's it mm. just stranger when you've got to get down that little bit of weight. But no, not at the moment. I don't think uh, anyone's a challenge to uh, James McDonald. He's got the call on most of Chris Waller's horses, and that gives him the little bonus. Interesting yesterday, Ray, for me was mm. I just reckon what you I heard you talking earlier about James and Andermatt 
um, the next sprinter who's going to go to the Luskin Star, could he be the Everest? Yeah. Is James starting to just have plan B? <laughs> Statistic doesn't come back. Yeah, from good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. But isn't it isn't it interesting, Rich? That um, I know he's got a long way to go, and we can get carried away with off-season form. But Andermatt's obviously got a lot of talent, and that Luskin Star Stakes has been the launching pad for these fringe potential Everest candidates to make a statement. Yeah, look, he's no doubt. And I think, I think you said it right uh, a few weeks ago when, when it won at Canterbury and James McDonald was given a pat, uh, I thought I was back at Inspiration Point, you know, with the Fonzie. <laughs> very affectionate James McDonald with Ander Matt on that occasion. And again yesterday, look, I think the top class jockeys know when they've got a pretty smart horse coming mm. through the ranks. And James is thinking, I want to stick with you, boy, wherever you go. Yeah, still my all-time favourite TV show, Happy Days, Rich. I reckon you'd be that. That and Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? I'd already be at Arnold's, not Inspirational Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, I'd be there with Potsy. Uh, uh, and bag on drums. <laughs> oh, hey, Rich, you, you're working today or family day? No, you wouldn't believe it, Ray. I'm having a return to the golf course. I'm, I'm playing golf with a lot of my Croatian mates out at uh, Riverside Oaks today. Uh, my wife's left me off the train for a day. So I'm out here. I've got uh, Form Line Extra tonight, uh, mm-hmm. previewing uh, the, re- the uh, Kenzo meeting yep. tomorrow. So very keen on a couple there tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, uh, having a game of golf. Now, listen, I Can hit a mean ball, about, Dino. Can hit a mean ball, Richie. I heard you mm. talk about – I want to mention two things. Yep. Bulldog. I think every every person in the public had enough of the Kalen Ponga this and that. Thank God you finally put pen to paper. You broke the story, bang. The deal got done. Then we can move on. Well done. Don't worry about the knockers. If I worried about the knockers book, dog, I wouldn't get out of bed. No, thank um, you, Rich. Secondly, uh, you talked about great comebacks. We saw it yesterday. He, this gentleman hadn't had a ride since the 2017 Melbourne Cup day when he rode out at Dubbo, and he rode a winner yesterday at Wellington, Cody mm. Nestor. He got up to 80, over 80 kilos, Bulldog, and he rode yesterday at 58 flat, and he rode a Carker Falls. And you wouldn't believe it, in the same week that a horse he formerly trained, Democracy Manifest, right. was able mm. to win at Warwick Farm. So it was a big day for Cody Nest and all his mm. friends and family. You should be very proud of a very uh, an incredible effort to get back. It was a great comeback. Always felt, Rich, if Cody could have ridden at, say, 52-53, and he's naturally he's just too heavy for that, but if he could have, he could have been a top-ten jockey in Sydney. He is that good. 